Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And you got to see John Wick 3. Parabellum. Parabellum. Which I believe is an old wooden sailing ship used during the Renaissance War. Okay. That may not be what parabellum means. It may mean war. I'm not I'm not well, Bellum saying. does mean war, having taken the Latin. It could it could mean it's possible that's what it means. Is there a sailing ship in this film? Oh no, and there was also no Renaissance war. <laughs> I mean for for what that's worth, no, no. It's a uh, honestly this this is a just this it's a symphony. It's actually a semi automatic pistol or machine gun. That's what a parabellum is? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that, that makes a lot of sense for this movie, then. <laughs> I, 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 so you went in waiting for a ship? No, I, I, it's not a ship. That was just me being stupid. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Achievement none of, unlocked. None of that. None of that was for reals. Like, oh, okay. Um, it, it is honestly. I just had a, a great idea. Too bad the next one can't be John Wick Antebellum. Well, if, oh, dear, I do declare. If you look at the trajectory of, the, like, the first one opened, I think, like, 14. The next one opened to 30. This one opened to almost 60. Like, I know you're joking about, like, the the antebellum part, <laughs> but, like, you're not far off from their, pro- like, somebody has already said, so what about John Wick Chapter 4? Like, I, I think probably using, like, Scarlet, you know, in mm-hmm. this one, I say red. Uh, <laughs> I'll never go hungry again. Just Let's be like, talk mm. about the franchises Mr. Reeves has been in. That would be the Bill and the Ted, which is getting a third installment. I be- they are filming it now with him. Yes, him and um, <gasps> Alex Winter. Now, for obvious reasons, um, George Carlin will not be in the film, but they said that they will address that mm. in in some way because i mean rufus was a pretty yeah. large part of that series dude something's afoot at the circle k like i i'm i'm not gonna lie i i've i've been wanting this movie since what 1990 it's whenever the second one came out easily like, and then of course the matrix which i will heavily informs this set of like he is using he, i is almost definitely using things that he learned in those movies, because I more or less like he learned Kung Fu yeah, he had for to. those films. And like those were 20 years ago, but like he's still stretching some of them neo muscles in this in this. Does film. he levitate? No, uh, uh, take away like the superhuman mm. abilities, but like the kicking and like the guns and the creative ways of like, you know, beating, maiming or killing a person mm-hmm. like uh, the. The Matrix movies, although they were rated R, like they weren't like R R. Like they were like kind of a PG thirteen R. This is an R R. Like basically, it's a two hour action scene, occasionally strung together by light bits of plot, but they get (laughs) remarkably creative in the way that they choose to murder people. Like, uh, for example, they run into a stable. And one of them and Wick is standing right beside a horse. And every time one of like the henchmen or the bad guys or anybody that's trying to fight him comes up, he punches the horse like in the leg and makes him kick. Mm -hmm. So instead of him throwing the punch, the person is getting kicked in the face by a horse. That's pretty powerful. They don't they don't they don't address this. Um, you, You don't get to see like the aftermath. 
but I'm pretty sure they're dead. Yeah. I mean, because it, it's not like it's one of those tap. those miniature horses. Like, this is like one of those full-grown ones that appears in, like, the Budweiser, like, mm. commercials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see that. Uh, a franchise that should have been, but sadly is not, Constantine. I stand behind it. I enjoyed it. During the, I guess, kind of the press like run he's been doing for that, somebody brought up Constantine, too. He said he would be up for it, but he doesn't know if there's any interest from DC on that part. And considering the movie was, I want to say, 2005. I've recently rewatched it. Still enjoyed it. Well, it's a for for a 15 year old movie. It it, it holds holds up, up yeah. remarkably well. Like, and I would even argue that the television series that also like I watched that too referenced Hellblazer, mm-hmm. and he's appeared in the. Um, I don't know what you're the the the, the um, CW DC universe. Mm-hmm. Constantine's appeared in Legends of Tomorrow. He's appeared in Arrow. And they've said he may be getting his own series again on CW, po- uh, possibly. Well, you see, Supernatural is retiring, so that would fill that's, the hole. That's a good. That's yeah. a good kind of thing to fill that gap with. Yes, but that's not the Keanu Reeves Constantine. But no, no, but still. I just want to put that out there. I like the movie. If you have not seen that, like, completely separate from the the movie that we're reviewing, Constantine is actually a really solid, like, it it, it deals with, think John Constantine, if instead of, like, just killing mere mortals, like, he's attacking demons and, like, Mm -hmm. things of, if if Neo um, was the exorcist. Like, kind of think that. And a young Tilda Swinton... If someone had said, you know what, you're going to have a great career playing androgynous characters, there's no one else doing that. Well, I don't, I mean, who else is I know, and she's, as well qualified to do, I, I don't, I mean, it's, it's kind of like James Earl Jones. Name me a contemporary of James Earl Jones. Like, nope. who else has, I mean, maybe Lawrence Fishburne? I mean, maybe? But, like, I, I would still hold him a distant second mm-hmm. to James Earl Jones, like, just bassy growl. Like, there there are people that just, they don't, you could get, you can kind of get close, like, mm-hmm. but they really don't have anybody that's operating on that particular level. Alice Krieg, close, but doesn't take a lot of those roles. No, I could, I'll buy that. Yeah. The board, the board queen? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. I was pretty queen. sure. All right. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. That's a nice what, pull. That's a nice pull. I don't know what else she's done, but Borg Queen, because she reminded me of Tilda Swinton in that. But you know what? We're not talking about any of these people because they're or not Con- in this movie. And Constantine is not the movie that we're reviewing. <laughs> now, John Wick is a comic book character. He is not. Oh. He, it's an original. What? Well, I mean, original what? in so much as this is the third film, like in that series. Um, it's. Honestly, the best way to describe it is it is a symphony of violence. And it, this it is, is an aria of sorrow. This is Keanu Reeves' version of Jack Reacher. Yes, um, kind of. I, I think you could you could draw that parallel. Mm-hmm. Like, but again, this like whereas in Jack Reacher was I believe PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jack Reacher is. I think just. Oh. Okay. You, you don't necessarily have to have like the religious ramifications of the actor. All right, I like I can, mm-hmm. I can play Gandalf, but I don't have to, you know, worship like whatever wizards worship. I don't know if I, I would not cast me as Gandalf. I 
anyway, no, I've got to yeah, do that's, wizards. That's, that's a whole other podcast. I can, right. I can think about that forever. So, John Wick, I did not realize. I thought it was a comic book of some sort. John Wick is uh, an assassin. Mm-hmm. And, like, did very- he want to be? Or did he, like, wake up and find out he's, like, a Jason Bourne assassin? It's like, or, because I've seen the other two, he, but it's been a while. He wanted, he wanted out. Like, okay. And he, he ended up getting out. But this film, because of something he... The, the films like to kind of dovetail into the next one. Like, this film, I'm not going to spend it, spoil anything with it, but it very much leaves the door open for a chapter mm-hmm. four, if they so chose. And at the end of two, he had kind of... He had done... They have rules. Like, think almost like the way uh, gangsters... They, not gangsters. Or, or not gangsters. assassins. The assassins. assassins, they have rules. They they have rules, almost like gangsters. Like you know, like there's the you, you don't you don't do this. Like you make sure to respect that. Like whenever we're in this place, like it's it's kind of neutral ground. Basically, in the previous film, uh, Keanu Reeves' character John Wick did something on a neutral site, and now they're basically saying, okay, you you violated that. We're putting a bounty on your head, mm-hmm. but. Putting a bounty on his head is like, like I mean this this guy is the he's the top of the it, it's you remember in um, Captain America Winter Soldier when they were like Captain America is wanted you need to stop him mm-hmm. and, and he's just he's taking out jets like he gets in that the elevator and he's just like anybody want to get out like whenever they say John Wick like needs to be stopped it's like whenever they tried to stop Steve Rogers in Winter Soldier like sure. You're going to get a lot of points, or in this case, you get a bounty for getting John Wick. Mm-hmm. But that $14 million could end up costing you your life. Yeah, I would think so. And in most cases, in a lot of cases, I didn't I didn't tally it while I was watching it, but a lot of people did not get the $14 million. I wonder how they arrived at that figure. I'm, I'm sure there's a, some kind of computational thing that you punch in. Uh, maybe on a computer or, uh, or like there's an abacus that they throw it into. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's something like that. So, um, so it's just John Wick protecting himself and trying to avoid being offed. Well, there are people that he's helped in the previous films. And basically at this point, he's coming to them and just being like, listen, I did this for you mm-hmm. and I need this now. I need, I need, I, I cannot have these people chasing me. I need to get to this person because they might be able to. It's him kind of cashing in like his chips or like calling in old favors. Like I said, there, there's a and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, the way that I normally say, like there's very little plot. There, There is enough plot to make sure that the action scenes have purpose. But the thing that is on display here is the action. And it is genuinely spectacular. Nice. Like it is. And like I said, the. That one does not necessarily like it doesn't feel like you're watching that same scene over and over. Like um, there's another scene. There's a fight scene in a library where he uses a book basically to break a guy's neck, dislocate his jaw, like just ways, ways of violence and means like that never would have occurred to me. Like every scene is its own separate beat. Like you have sword fights, you have gunfight, like for lack of a better term, he is fighting with gun foo during this entire movie. Like sometimes you get punched, sometimes you get an elbow, sometimes you get a kick, sometimes you just get your face shot. Like mm-hmm. really, it's whatever he's got. They uh, one of my favorite scenes 
they go into this antique weapons shop and they keep breaking the cases open and they're throwing knives at each other. Like in, in the way that like some people would play like darts and like he is just he is just sitting there just unloading knives, just tossing them into people's heads, throwing them into their like their shoulder or their arm or their and like the guy has aim. It's just it is a a spectacular, like I said, just a symphony of violence. And you you almost have to applaud the ingenuity and the originality of the ways that they find like you would think man kills other man. Like how how much can you really get out of that? Two hours and ten minutes. And this is the third film in the series. And all of them are just genuine, creative ways. He's like a Jason Voorhees, except he's not this supernatural beast. But there's a lot of people being killed. So how does Halle Berry and Angelica Houston and Ian McShane fit into this? Uh, Ian McShane has been in the previous two movies. One of the establishments that I mentioned earlier uh, about... Um, the the kind of the neutral ground. Mm-hmm. Um, he commits a murder on a an establishment that Ian McShane uh, runs. Lovejoy, that's it. I I didn't ask a question. <laughs> I love Ian McShane. I first realized who he was. Uh, Ian McShane, Disraeli, is pretty fantastic. And yeah. it, there was a uh, short lived NBC miniseries called Kings, mm-hmm. like very expensive. Like I think it went ten episodes. He's in it. Um, spectacular. Yeah, he was in Deadwood. He was electric. <sighs> yes, in Dead. Like even in, I, I'm not a fan of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, but it was the. I want to say it's the fourth one. I think it's the fourth movie that he's in. He plays a pirate in that one, and he's he he's one of the best parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. A lot of the surrounding movie, kind of disposable, but Ian McShane is not disposable. Like I just. I, I really like that guy in whatever he decides that he's going to do. You would enjoy the series Love Joy. I would say it's a modern day Banachek, but that may leave you in the dark That's, as well. There's George Papard, he, anyone? People people may not get that <laughs> reference on top of it. But yes, uh he was Love Joy, but I first saw him act in it was probably a BBC thing that PBS aired about Benjamin Disraeli. So he starred in this miniseries called Disraeli, and I'm sure he was quite young at the time. Now I'm going to have to look it up. But I just thought, that guy's amazing. Like his his delivery. It just, yes. He, he is a very, like, nuanced, talented. Like, the decisions he, he makes, like, whenever he is performing, like, they just, you you are drawn to him, whatever he is doing on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the, uh, Halle Berry, uh, he had helped, um, basically get her daughter to safety and he's kind of calling in just being like listen i did this for you i understand that you know helping me right now is not the best thing for anybody in their life but i need this now otherwise you know i i'm not gonna be hanging around tomorrow wow he's 76 ian mcshane yeah he looks great i was gonna say he he's wearing it well yeah way to go and just yeah i enjoy him as I do Lawrence Fishburne and the, the whole, it the whole was nice. Angelica Houston. It was very nice having Morpheus and Neo share a little screen time together. Like, which I'm sure was probably part of what they were doing. Yeah. Um, whenever they cast the two of them uh, in the same movie. And I mean, he wears 
Uh, John Wick wears a lot of like black suits. Like the the parallels you could draw between this and the Matrix, I'm sure, are lost on absolutely no one. <laughs> oh, Angelica Houston is just and, delightful. And Angelica Houston is almost kind of like a a stand-in matriarch for mm-hmm. him. Like that, it's the place that he grew up, and like he goes back just basically saying, "I need." I need your help. And she's saying, okay, well, you're, you know, you've been excommunicated from like, you know, the assassin order. This, I, I'm going to face retribution for this if I help you. And he's just like, listen, blah, 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 blah. They start quoting, like, basically it's like, it's within the rules of this. And she's like, well, I think the other negates the other. And he's basically, it's just them going back and forth until she's like, the debt is paid in full. Like, after this, mm-hmm. like n- nothing. She nothing. is what you would call a handsome woman. She uh, she is a powerhouse of an actress. I will give yes. her that. But yes, I I think handsome woman is probably um, yes probably spot on. She looks a lot, a lot like the the men in her family who came before her. Yeah, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, handsome, yeah. handsome woman. Anyway, uh, I know I saw the first two John Wicks and I enjoyed them. I just couldn't remember really what they were about, but now I vaguely do. And I mean, it's it's a lot. Of, I mean, you can you can fill in some of the much in the way that the James Bond movies are. They they write the action scenes first. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry, Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, talking to you from the podcast center. You've got the these big action set pieces, and they determine, okay, we're going to get you know this BMW. It's going to be you know driving around on this boat, and then it's going to flip off, and we're going to have they they these very elaborate pieces. And then you go, okay, well, how do we get there? Like mm-hmm. the story is a lot of times written around those because setting that up, figuring out the logistics of it, takes longer than having a a writer whomever you've got just go. Okay, well, how do I? I need I need a reason to get from point A to point B because I mean, at twenty, what are they at the twenty fifth, twenty fifth or twenty sixth movie in the franchise? Mm-hmm. The, I mean, I, I don't want to imply that they come straight off an assembly line, but like mm. there's a certain math to James Bond movies. Yes, I would not be surprised if in some of these cases they were like, okay, I've got an idea for how he kills the guy. I don't know why he's here. I don't know what happened in the scene before it, but I would say to a certain extent, you could even push off some of they like stuff that they wrote in three or two. And they were just like, that scene looks spectacular. And like, okay, well, we don't have enough money in the budget for it. And they're like, okay, well, we'll just sit that. You can kind of slide those in later and just being like, well, listen, if we had a little bit more money, we could have him do this and this. Like, I don't want to say they're interchangeable, but like. The thing that is on display here is not your, you know, like it's not a sprawling narrative. Mm-hmm. But watching them do this, and a lot of these effects are practical as well. Like it's not, they're not doing like 30 cuts to get it look like Keanu Reeves is doing like, you know, a, a, a midair kick or something. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm saying like, I would definitely say a lot of those muscles he first learned to use or like some of the skill set that he learned in The Matrix is very much on display here because if I if I am forty, Keanu Reeves has to be somewhere in his mid fifties at this point. He I'm is. Let's find out precisely. And I'm, I was getting I was getting winded 
watching him in this movie. Like he, I mean, when he's doing that, like he's doing like the, you know, the kicks up, like he's getting knocked down. He's doing a, like a roll over here. I'm just saying like this film was not one that he was phoning in it by any stretch. He's in Toy Story 4. I don't know he is. what, but I'm intrigued. Maybe he, maybe he's a John Wick action figure in that movie. 54. He'll be 55 okay. in September. I, I, knew, I, I knew that had to be about right. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, um, Keanu Reeves is not moving like a 55-year-old man in this. Like, he... Like, it, it, it is a it is honestly just an impressive feat and i would i would honestly say that like the uh whomever the stunt coordinator was in this movie probably deserves some kind of bonus because in no small part he is a large part of that 60 million dollar opening which by the way finally moved avengers endgame out of the number 1 spot um toy story 4 he is duke kaboom Duke, I believe Duke Kaboom is John Wick's cousin. Okay. All right, I'd believe it if somebody told me that. And Bill and Ted Face the Music does come out in 2020. I maybe maybe I should not be as interested in that movie as I am. Ah, uh, but I am too. But but here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so. I was going to add something amazing to this, and it was... Think, think, think. I already forgot. Anyway, um, it'll come back to me at some other point in time when it is inappropriate to bring it up. That's what if, I'm thinking. If I had a choice, and like, th- this ah. is... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I thought you were going to say when you add, when you were mentioning ages, that if if only you had been in the Matrix, you too would fight like a ninja right now. No, I don't think I would have aged as well as Keanu. Like, I mean, he is in a Dorian Gray kind of situation. Like, Alex Winter, his his co-star in the Bill and mm-hmm. Ted movies, Alex Winter has aged. He does not look like he did in 1990. Keanu Reeves, I'm going to be perfectly honest. If you, if you shaved his head here and put him on a bus standing next to Sandra Bullock... I defy you to tell me how much more, like how much time has passed if you didn't know from Speed. Oh yeah. Or like he he is just a he is a genuinely like ageless actor. Like I, when he did Forty Seven Ronin. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're just doing the math, going okay, well the year is now 2019. He was this old in 1990. He must be this old now. Like he he's kind of aging, either in reverse or he's just stopping. Fascinating that um, Alex Winter did so much uh, Broadway. Anyway, so, <laughs> but yes, he does look, he doesn't look bad, but he does look the age, I would put him right around that age. Yeah, but Keanu Reeves, like I said, I, I don't know if he just, he 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 doesn't, you know, de-stresses or whatever, I guess. but the man has aged well. And mm-hmm. this film is not indicative of somebody that is close to being 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Um. What I was going to say is, and this is not on the table, no one's even mentioned this. I would love to see John Wick team up with Deadpool. I mean, just having having Ryan Reynolds just rapid fire some quips while him and John Wick literally kill everyone. 
everyone. It sounds like fun. Maybe maybe get uh, maybe get Nathan Fillion in there as Nathan Fillion makes everything as better. like as Captain Mal. Get get what's his face. Get uh well I mean they're not doing um what's the the zombie Drew Barrymore. Oh yes. They, I'm yes, sure, yeah, Tim, uh, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll bring him out of Justified, get his character in there. Literally, they can. He's sl- a handsome man. Uh, Berthel, he's not doing anything with Punisher. We'll get him in. Get Punisher, Justified, John Wick, Deadpool, and Han Solo just for fun. Without the earring. Well, sure, we can we can take it out with CG. Han Solo with the earring, it's it's just wrong. You know what? If he play. Han Solo again in the movie that I just described, I'd let it slide. Yes, I would too. I'm just like, we, we'll just call it, we'll have to give him a, a snappy name or something, but it just destroys the universe. Bon Holo? Nothing, nothing would survive. <laughs> Between, and I mean, just imagine the, the bullet budget on this film alone. Mm. I'm in. That's okay. all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, the movie you are seeing next, Kazira! Isn't that coming out next? I think it's uh, Aladdin, oh. I think is. Oh, yeah. So have you seen the Will Smith singing trailer to Aladdin? I, I have. Okay. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest, like the, the part of me that loves the Wild Wild West video yeah, it's, um... and loves snappy, poppy Will Smith rap from the 90s. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I should have. Like, I didn't. I didn't want to. I tried not to. I, I tried to back away from it. But and I love, I love that Will Smith too. I'm just telling. It, it, he sings a siren song whenever that boy raps. <laughs> I know, and yet, boy, I say boy. He's yes. fifteen, <laughs> fifteen years older than me. Like, yes, he is. Uh, he is that, that boy. He's going places, Jay. He's, he's aging well. Um, he's turning a little blue around the gills, but he's aging well. Wah, wah, wah. I watched it, and I guess I shouldn't have read the headlines that tainted me first, but I watched it, and it was very, I don't know. Underwhelming. I was going to say predictable, but then again. To to be fair. You can't be Robin Williams. I understand that. And they, they it, it, if you try to emulate him in that movie. You'll I, be... Torn apart. I'm saying the only person I would have handed the reins of that, besides obviously Robin Williams, mm-hmm. if you wanted to go for that style of just manic like performance, you would have been Eddie Kevin Murphy. Hart. Oh. No, I would have given it. Eddie Murphy should yes. have played the G. Like if you want to kind of recreate that as best you can with without Robin Williams, that's the only other guy that I would have brought that to. Barbara Eden is still with us. Right, but I would call her a markedly different genie. I like guess. she's the genie that we, the genie. She is a dreamy she's, genie. She's the genie that we dreamed of, but not. She was never the friend like him. That's a- true. And Jane, you ain't never had a friend like him. I know. And Aladdin, there's something about him that annoys me, and I have no reason for this. The Princess Jasmine struck me as perfection on two feet. And then it was like, he could be dreamier. I don't know. I, 
I, I think when you are dealing with classics, and like Disney probably realized that this is the double-edged sword. With Aladdin, you have a tremendous mm-hmm. name. that Like, there is money in that brand. The fact that, like, they're still doing video games or they did several successful, like, direct-to-VHS uh, movies, if it tells you how long it's been mm-hmm. since they did them. There was a very popular um, Saturday morning uh, cartoon with it. The uh, Aladdin tie-in game on the Sega Genesis, I think, was second only to the Sonic the Hedgehog series that they did on there. Like, this is a very valuable brand, but the problem is, like, people have a certain expectation, and in in this particular case, like, I, I Robin Williams is iconic. Yes, in, in that role, and I'm not, and I'm not dumping on anybody else in that, like. The uh, having you know Iago or the the vocal performances is Gil of the Godfrey people. in this one? I don't think so. Oh, that's a shame. I think I think he's still in trouble for several offensive tweets <sighs> that he made. Oh, just let it go. But the the point I'm making is like Affleck. anybody that was going to fill in with that role. It's like if Gandalf makes an appearance in the Lord of the Rings TV series and it's not Ian McKellen. I'm going to have issue. Do, I'm just saying, like, we don't know anything about it. Robert Pattinson was just cast as Batman in Matt Reeves' Batman movie. And, like, people have started peeling paint from the walls about it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into a long discussion here about it. We can do that later. But, like, Matt Reeves is a talented director, and Christopher Nolan just cast um, Robert Pattinson in his next movie. You know who knows something about solid, like, unorthodox casting? Christopher Nolan. The little movie he did called The Dark Knight. Cast Heath Ledger as the Joker. Everybody thought that was a terrible idea. Turned out fine, I thought. A little more than fine. I'm just, I'm putting it, I'm not saying that Why he's going so to be. I, I would not have cast Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. But I, I trust the the directors that have said, you need to give this guy a chance enough to go, okay, I'll wait till the finished product before I start saying this was mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. But in the same breath, Will Smith had a very daunting task in having to replace Robin Williams as the genie. Like a beloved character that I guarantee you, Disney is still making money from in their parks. The only feeling I got off of that trailer, which had the song in it, it just seemed like a really huge Disney parade. That's all. Well, chances are it probably was. <laughs> like... Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> um, and so that that's, that's really it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. And there's certainly nothing wrong with Will Smith. It just seemed like I'm at Disney. I'm not sweating copiously. People aren't invading my space. But I feel like I'm watching a Disney parade. Guy Ritchie would not have been my first pull for the Aladdin movie. I mean, like, I enjoyed his Sherlock Holmes movies. Um, His King Arthur movie was less than enticing. Um, I'm not saying Guy Ritchie does make solid films, but I didn't understand necessarily what made him the person to direct the Aladdin movie. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying they should just give it all to Jon Favreau because he, he... gives you back on your return, like as far as like your investment. But I, He's, I you could say John Favreau is money. He he is definitely that. <laughs> or you, you could say he was Iron Man as well. Like. <laughs> okay. Well so then you have Aladdin to see and then Godzilla I believe it's I want to say there's something else. I don't care. I just want to see in, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I just 
Well, I mean, I'm not stopping you from now, saying it. But, and I, but you're stopping I will, me from listen, seeing it I, right now. I saw Stupid 1998 Godzilla. Obviously, I saw that. I'm going to, I saw 2014 Godzilla. I didn't know that existed, but whatever. It's, I, I'm telling it's Brian oh, Cranston. Oh, no, I did it's, see that one, yeah. It's worth, it, it's oh, worth checking out if yeah. you did. Uh-huh. I, I saw Skull Island. I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's not, it, it's something that's definitely in my wheelhouse. Like, I wasn't going to avoid it. Godzilla! Anyway, the reviews I've read from the reviewers who have already seen it, they are talking about Godzilla as if this is the best movie ever made. I And I think that's going to be hard to swallow. When people make hyperbolic statements like that, I try to make sure that I take whatever they have said with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're very comic book guy sounding. Best movie did you see what they did there? <laughs> Harkening back to the original Tojo. <laughs> okay, so I look forward to all of that, uh, particularly your Aladdin review. And thank you so much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.